Welcome to the Happy With Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Many of us have good lives, the lives we've always wanted, but we still feel frustrated and unhappy with ourselves. You deserve to value, appreciate, and accept you right now, exactly as you are. Whether it's life coaching tools, learning from others, or sharing my experiences, I'm here to help you be happy with yourself. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. It is January of 2021, and I've started a new season of the podcast, season three, and I will be posting episodes on Tuesdays instead of Fridays, so you can get it a little earlier in the week. Today's episode, I have on Jasmine Stedman. Jasmine is an avid runner and has recently completed a half marathon, her first half marathon. And I wanted her to come on and talk to us about some of the benefits of running and how it has improved her life. Now, don't get too worried if you're not a runner and you don't enjoy that. That's okay. This episode is still for you because we talk about the exercise high and how it can benefit you and how exercise in general can really help with your mental health, whether it's anxiety or depression or just wanting to feel good in a day, just wanting to be more loving, wanting to be a a better wife and mother, and just overall be in a better mood. So listen up. Listen to the nuggets that Jasmine has to offer us today and enjoy. So Jasmine, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, totally. Hey, so I one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I wanted to get to know you a little more and I've kind of uh, admired you from afar and seen you on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all the amazing things that you're doing and the talents that you have. And so I just wanted you to come on and share it with my audience. But first of all, can you introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Jasmine. Um, I'm from Southern California in a small town called Hemet. That's in Riverside County. That's where I met my husband. We've been married for eight years. And we have three kids, ages seven, five, and three. So another one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is you had a recent uh, post on your social media where you talked about something that you accomplished. And I wondered if you could read that post today. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I shared this, I want to say last week, and it says, today is the day I punched depression in the face. I am officially a half marathon finisher. This run was for the days I didn't want to get out of bed, for the nights I wished I wouldn't wake up the next morning, for the tears I've shed, for the days I felt I wasn't good enough, etc. I started running again after being officially diagnosed with anxiety and depression three years ago. For me, endurance took a long time to build up, but while I was building it up all this time, my mental health has been so much better. Running has helped me in so many ways. And today I celebrated that by running my first official half marathon. 
Yeah, I loved that post. You had so many good things in there. And um, I wondered if you could tell us a little more about that journey, wherever you want to start in that. Um, maybe it's with the diagnosis, maybe it's with some of the symptoms you were having, maybe it's with the running and how that worked out. Can you just tell us a little more about that? Yeah, so I actually started running when I was in middle school, and I really loved it. I did it all through high school um, with track and everything, but I gave that up right around the time that we got married, and I got married with my husband eight years ago, Okay. Um, just because I was busy and then having kids and all of that, but it wasn't until just a few challenges that I faced in my life, and especially after having my third child is when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, but I was also diagnosed with anxiety. And anxiety is something that I've actually had ever since I was a child, but I had no idea that I had it. I just thought that was something that everybody felt and everybody lived with. So I just kind of dealt with it in my own little way. Okay. Um, but with the postpartum depression, my anxiety was amplified okay. and the depression was amplified. And so, um, I had a really hard time dealing with it. And I thought, well, maybe I should just go out and, and go for a run again. Because I remember back when I was in high school, that would make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that I, I would get a runner's high when I was done with every single run that I would do. Mm -hmm. And it was just something that became a habit and is now just a, a thing that I do to help me live with um, the challenges that I have. Yeah. Okay. I want to dive a little bit deeper into when you talked about the anxiety when you were younger and you thought that everybody just felt that and that's what everybody dealt with. What did that look like for you? What was that anxiety? Was it a social anxiety? Was it just a general anxiety or what, what did that look like? For me, it was, I want to say it was more of a general anxiety. Okay. I would put a lot of pressure on myself with um, school and grades and, um, and I would always think of worst case scenario for everything. Okay. And it just kind of, um, affected my social anxiety a little bit too, where okay. I'd get nervous meeting people. Although I, I always thought that was just normal that yeah. everyone felt that way, but, um, I had my first anxiety attack. I remember it was there was this year I was Christmas shopping at a mall mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, I just couldn't deal. And so I had to lay on a bench inside of the mall and put my jacket over my face and just, that's when I thought that something was up. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. What you were saying about, you just thought everybody felt that way. Cause I was like that too. And uh, I'm a little bit older than you and we didn't have labels for that. Like I would get these stomach aches that that's how the anxiety would um, manifest for me. And my mom ended up like taking me to the doctor and making me do all these things, you know, cause she thought it was something physical, but it turns out that it was anxiety. And I think we're more aware of it now, but I do think that that's really interesting, even with you being quite a bit younger than me, that you didn't know what it was either. And that it took more of a, a physical manifestation to help you, you know, see what that was. 
So yeah. did you do anything during that time after that, the mall incident or with the anxiety? Is that when you went to, to get help for that or? No, actually I didn't. <laughs> I probably <Okay>. should have, <laughs> um, but I didn't because I also thought, well, I don't know, maybe I'm overwhelmed or I've been working too much or yeah. Like, I don't know what it was, but I had another anxiety attack four years ago. That's when we were living in Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, and that's when I said, okay, I need to see somebody about this. Okay. And then did you get some counseling or did you get some help with medication or what did you do to get help with that? Yeah. So I did a little bit of counseling. Um, I was prescribed something mm -hmm. and, and I know that medication works for a lot of people, but it didn't really work for me. Okay. It made me feel like a blob, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I was just here to exist and that's it. Okay. And, and at that time, that's when I realized that I would much rather feel my anxiety than not feel anything at all. Mm. And that's when I took on running. Okay. And that's when the running came in. Okay. So you just, you started running. You had kids at this point when you started the running again? Yes. Okay, so how did you do that? Did you strap babies in strollers? Um, did you have your husband watch the kids? Did you join a gym? How did you make time for that? Yeah, so my husband, he actually works at night and okay. he comes home in the morning. Um, so right when he would get home, he would stay at home with the kids for about an hour before he'd go to bed. And that's when I would go out and run outside. But I also joined a gym too, just in case I did it make it out that early mm -hmm. and I can just go to the gym with the kids, drop them off and grab a treadmill. Yeah. And which do you, do you have a preference of inside, like on the treadmill or outside or does it matter for you? Oh, I love running outside over the treadmill. Okay. <laughs> but today, this morning I, I was actually, <laughs> it was 40 degrees outside and I thought, no, I'll just go on the treadmill today. Yeah. Yeah, temperature can kind of make a difference. And to us, Arizonans, 40 is really cold, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So I also find that interesting that you used to love running growing up. And then, I don't know, something happens to us and we kind of put that part of ourselves on a shelf sometimes when we become moms or maybe when life just gets busy. And then we come back to it, hopefully. It sounds like you, you did. Uh, for me, that was um, like dance and it's um, come to like dance fitness, not necessarily dance, but just group fitness in general. And mm -hmm. um, I just find, and so in this interview, I don't want people to turn off with when they hear running because I'm a person that's like, ugh, I hate running, right? <laughs> But like I can run a little ways and my knees start to hurt, but I can go into a gym and bounce around for an entire hour doing burpees, jumping up and down and my knees don't hurt. So, mm. um, so I just want people out there listening to think of maybe their method of exercise when they hear you like say running too, because it doesn't necessarily have to be running. I think the same principles can work for any form of exercise that that you enjoy or even something that that brings you back to yourself and back to that how old were you again eighth grade did you say when you liked running 
I was actually in the sixth grade, so I was grade. 11 okay. or 12, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about what running does for you. You um, talked about the runner's high, which I definitely want to get into more of that, um, but what other benefits do you see from, from running? So aside from the runner's high and helping me um, live with my mental health issues and all that, it just helps me feel like, I don't know, I guess the feeling I get when I'm done running is a feeling of accomplishment mm. that I did something, whether it was fast or slow or whatever it was that I did. It's just that feeling of accomplishment. And I'll be honest, there are times when I start a run and I think to myself, oh, I really don't want to do this today. But that feeling of accomplishment at the end is, is worth it to me. Oh, I love that. The feeling of accomplishment. I think that that is huge. And that actually leads into the runner's high um, because I have read this book recently called The Joy of Movement by Kelly McGonigal. And she talks about the runner's high as being actually a, a chemical reward for persistence. So if we do anything that is moderately hard for us, any physical exercise, I should say, that is moderately hard for us for 20 minutes, then we get that, that runner's high, they call it, but or that persistence high. And it can happen with lifting weights. It can happen with group fitness. Um, it can happen in yoga. It can happen in so many ways. And so I find that really interesting that you say when you get done, you feel this sense of accomplishment and um, coming and it, it has to do with that, that runner's high also. Can you describe what the runner's high feels like for you? Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, I, I just, I'm in such a good mood when I walk in through my front mm -hmm. door after a run. Yeah. I'm in such a good mood and the kids, it, I mean, with the kids, it's, it's worth it because I feel like I am in a much better mood to to play or to homeschool or I'm okay with the mess at home because I'm just like in such a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. In the same book I was reading, it says that um, if you get physical exercise and especially in the morning, then it is going to change the way you perceive the world the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. And I totally believe that. The same things can happen to you, but you're going to see them differently and react to them differently because you've had that, that hit of dopamine or that, you know, just that, that exercise, that persistence high. And so, um, yeah, I find that pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so I had some quotes that I wanted to read to you and get your thoughts on them um, when it comes to managing anxiety and depression. Um, now, would you say running equally manages anxiety and depression? Like, what would you say about, about those? Yeah, I feel, I feel it does. I okay. feel like my anxiety and depression, at least for me personally, they both come hand in hand. Okay. <laughs> Which is unfortunate okay. for me, but, <laughs> but the running takes care of both, so. Okay, okay. So that's nice. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. 
wondered what you thought about that because running is not um, painless, right? It's mm -hmm. like, um, and for a lot of people like me, running is pretty painful. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you think about that as far as um, pain is inevitable and suffering is optional? I think there's a lot of truth in that. For example, when I, I remember um, just a week ago when I finished my half marathon, my legs were killing me. I thought that I was just going to be stuck on the couch for the rest of the day. Um, and when I walked through the door and I was greeted by my family, I just started crying. And they, the first thing they asked me was, oh, are you okay? Are you hurt? And I said, no, I'm just so happy Yeah. <laughs> because I, I accomplished something that I've been wanting to do for such a long time, but my legs were in so much pain. Yeah. That wasn't the reason I was crying though. And so I, I think that there's a lot of truth in the pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Yeah. And it goes to some of these other quotes, um, pain without purpose is suffering. And then I liked pain with with purpose is power. So you had pain in the running, but it had a purpose. It had, it helped you feel accomplished, right? And uh -huh. so, and, and dare I say, help you feel empowered, you know, against the anxiety and the depression and, and all of that. Yeah. And then the last one was the opposite of depression is not happiness. It's purpose. So um, what would you say to that? Or how would you speak to that one? That is also true. And it's, it's funny because I was actually just thinking about something like that yesterday. Um, I've never missed a summer Olympics ever. I, I love watching the summer Olympics and especially the track and field events. And I remember a few years ago, there was a sprinter. I want to say he was from South Africa and he was an amputee. So he didn't have a leg. But he, he was competing in, in the Olympics. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, you know, he made it this far. Um, he didn't win any medals or anything, but he crossed the finish line. That's not going to bring his leg back. Yeah. But, but he did it. it yeah. That was just very inspiring to me. So I think that quote, the opposite of depression is not happiness, but it's purpose is so true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so what advice would you give to other women, other moms, or anyone who's listening who's struggling? What I want to say, and this is something that I hope will reach somebody out there who um, has problems with depression and anxiety or any other mental health issue, is that you are not alone. And I felt for a long time that I was alone, but you are not alone because I am sure there are so many people out there who, who know exactly what you are going through and the emotions you're going through. And it took me a really long time to find that light at the end of the tunnel, the thing that would bring me strength and energy and purpose, especially, um, but it's not impossible. Okay. And what advice would you have about people finding that for themselves? Is it to go back to what they loved when they were 12? Um, is it, what, what advice would you, would you give? 
Um, for me, that's how it was. I went yeah. back to what I loved when I was 12. Um, but I know of a lot of people, just runners specifically, but I'm sure this is, this goes the same for anybody else in any other type of fitness or workout. There, there are some runners that I know who hated running when they were in high school. Mm. And for whatever reason, they also wanted to deal with their anxiety or depression and just took on running, mm -hmm. just wanted to try something new and yeah. it worked for them. So I think trying something new is, is helpful too. Yeah be open-minded. And I will say, when I said I hated running, recently my 12-year-old has been interested in running. Um, if for him, it's because he wants to get in shape for football. But it has forced me to, um, forced is a harsh word, harsh word but <laughs> has enticed me to run. And I will say that I am enjoying it much more. And um, I can see, I, I have felt the runner's high in doing that, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's real, and it is there. Totally. But yeah, yeah, so trying something new, maybe going back to what you knew used to, or what you used to really enjoy. Another thing we haven't even touched on with you is you are a beautiful piano player. Um, oh, thank you. That help you with anxiety and depression also. Oh, totally. Totally. The only reason that's not something I have a chance to do very often is just because my husband sleeps during the day. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, that would be like my number one source Okay. To, to help me with anxiety and depression. Okay. And what is it about that? Is it, is it releasing the emotion? Is it the repetition of it? Is it the music itself? What what does that do for you? For me, music is almost as if it, it was a different language, um, right. a different form of expression. And for me, it just, it, it takes my whole being over and I'm completely immersed in whatever it is that I'm playing. Kind of like, sort of as if I was in the zone. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it reminds me of the movie Soul that I just watched a few days ago. And, and I heard so, I so feel many like, good things about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, such a good movie. Yeah. But I, I'm totally in the zone when I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Do you sing also, or do you just play? No, I wish I could sing. I sing for fun, but... Okay. <laughs> okay. And what kind of, what's your favorite things to play? Is it classical? Do you like to play? What's your favorite music? It used to be classical, but I'm, I've been really into jazz for the past few years. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just gives me a lot more freedom. Yeah. Okay. And your daughter is the singer though, right? She, she yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you have she her? didn't get that for me. <laughs> is that just come naturally or do you have her in lessons or? She's, she's just always singing. She doesn't okay. do lessons or anything, but I always say she's the soundtrack of our home because she's always singing here. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. So your advice was for them to find, find that thing. Any, any other advice for moms who are struggling? Oh no, the main advice was that you're not alone, right? Yeah, you are not alone. Um, okay. I also think it's important to not compare yourself to anybody. Mm. 
it's huge. It is. I, I used to do that a lot with, with running, especially I would compare myself and be like, Oh, but this other person can go so much faster than me. And it would just put me down. Mm -hmm. um, but when you let go of comparing your life and yourself to others, especially to social media, because social media is just a portrayal of perfection and yeah. that's not always true. Yeah. Just letting go of, of comparisons is important, I think. Yeah, that's huge. All right. So I have one more question that I ask all my guests, and that is, what does being happy with yourself look like to you? Being happy with myself, I, I've learned so much about myself this year in particular. Um, and for me, being happy with myself is accepting my flaws, accepting my weaknesses, um, my strengths, all those things, and just being comfortable in my own skin, comfortable with those flaws and those weaknesses, and just pressing forward and self-improvement and in being there for my family. I love that answer. That is pretty much the tagline for my podcast and what I'm trying to get <laughs> out there. That is exactly it. It's accepting your whole self, the parts you love and the parts you don't love about yourself. And then all the other things that you said, that, that is just amazing. So um, Jasmine, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and your light. Well, thank you. Everyone deserves to be happy with themselves. Share this episode with a friend. Leave a review so others can find the podcast. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.